you forgot one thing. God, what did I forget? We are, we, all of us are talking about Duke of Hastings. Oh, yes, that's true, Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Poonam and welcome to Crew Chat's podcast where I speak to the people that work behind the scenes in the world of film, TV and theatre. Today's guest is Maria Ortega. Maria was born into the Corneco costume family and after studying arts at university and wanting to pursue a creative career, Maria joined the family business. Having worked at Corneco for 20 years, working on productions such as Exodus, Game of Thrones and Cinderella, Maria left Corneco and later joined Paris Costume House owned by Javier Toledo, where she currently works as director of projects and commercial. Working on productions such as Bridgerton Season 1, Nightmare Alley and the upcoming Black Adam to name a few. hi Maria hello um thank you for coming on to the podcast thank you for having me it's a pleasure no likewise um so you're currently working at Perry's Costumes and for people who don't know and that are listening Perry's Costumes is a costume rental house based in Spain in Madrid and your role there is director of projects and commercial now what does that involve uh everything big (laughs) big question (laughs) Yeah, it's a, it's a big question because it has a lot of answers. And normally I'm the one uh, who get the project, uh, get the first contact with the, with the costume designer or the assistants just in the first weeks of prep uh, when they say, well, I'm going, I'm starting this project. Uh, how are you in this period? What do you have of this period? Um, I, I think I will try to visit Spain to visit you. So my job in at that point to start there, uh, and then all the conversations about costumes, about footwear, about all the possibilities to that Paris can offer, that I can offer to them for their for their project, and and continue with all the um, process. I mean, because this starts very very weeks before, mm. and I only forget the project when the boxes or the truck, whatever leaves yeah. uh, Paris. So <laughs> the, the job involves all this process and it is much more difficult when there are new makes you can imagine ah okay so that actually lends very nicely into another question is that um i said a rental house but actually like you've said you're not just um you don't have just costumes for hire you actually make custom make costumes yes as well, we are we are a custom house we are a custom house and we have a lot of stock mm-hmm. uh, from all the periods we are very good in some periods and not as good in some others but we are always trying to improve so we take the opportunity with every single project to to make new things and to make new garments with very different custom designers to make a mixture because not all the things in a custom house has to be the same, you know, and maybe. So we always take the opportunity to offer our workshops. We have an amazing leather workshop in our facilities. We have also dyeing facilities. We have a tailor. Um, I love the tailor we, we have. And we have workshops, alterations. It's a full I mean, it's a full-service company, so uh, that's what I was telling that uh, when uh, when a production involves new makes, it's much more difficult, but at, at the same time more interesting for me. And it's um, I think I probably implied that it's just costumes, but actually costumes extends to shoes, accessories, everything, everything. doesn't it? Yes, everything. When I say costumes, we always think in a dress or mm. a menswear or whatever. But uh, now, yesterday, for example, I was thinking about some gloves. Mm-hmm. new new makes for a principal and of course we have shoe make um hat makers uh, in different places of madrid and also in some other places of of spain because not all of them can make everything uh so we, we have some ones specialize on one thing and some others specialize in another thing 
So you mentioned obviously working with a production and a costume designer. How do you start when you get that call? Um, I appreciate now, and I'll ask you about this later with COVID at the moment. I know necessarily costume designers aren't necessarily able to visit Spain. We can, we can talk about the COVID later, how yeah. this has impacted effect. you. Yeah. But um, when you, what's the, how do you start and then finish with a costume? If so, for example, yeah, a period, I don't know, 1800s, turn of a Regency drama, for example. Well, um, a Regency drama, for example, or any other period, um, the first thing I have to know is, is if it's real period or not, or is uh, Regency, but mixed with fantasy, for example, or for different colors or whatever, because I, I need to know what I can offer the costume designer. Mm. Um, maybe send some pictures in advance, just so the assistants have an idea of what we have in the stock and times. Times are very important because lots of productions has six weeks mm. uh, in Spain, for example, six weeks prep, and some others there in UK are six months. <laughs> so that's also very important to know because I can offer more things if I have more time, and if not, uh, we have to run. So in normal times, all people from UK or from any other country used to come to visit us in, in Madrid, and they make their own selection for one, two days, three days, depending depends depending also on the period and, and the way the way of workers of some assistants is different because most of them says well I want a hundred like this but you can complete the rest these are just some samples okay mm -hmm. and there are some others that wants to complete one by one from top to toe to be sure that everything is going perfectly to the uh, set yeah even th they have a time uh, there to prep but there are a lot of difference uh, between some assistants or some supervisors and some costume designers in, in their works, in their way of works. Yeah. And how is that relationship? Because I also should say you're not just working with one designer at one time. You're working no. with multiple um, designers and productions at the same time. So well, how is, is it managing all that? For me, this is very fascinating because um, when you are, for example, you or a costume designer is in a production, uh, is thinking about this production for one year, more or less, the prep, the shooting and everything. One production, Regency, imagine Regency. But I have, uh, I will say 15, 20 folders wow. uh, in my desk with medieval Roman Regency, uh, 17th century uh, Victorian. So it's quite tricky sometimes, but it's fascinating uh, because I have to change the period very, very quickly. <laughs> But my, uh, the way that a person working in the other side, in the, in the part of a custom house, um, I always have to get the right answer in the phone call from, okay, you are this. So this is the project. Okay, you are this. This is the project. We are very um, fast <laughs> in <Yeah>. this <laughs> because we are, we are involved in, in lots of projects at the same time. So I have to be very uh, fast on this. Yes. <laughs> And then but you... this is this is fascinating. To be honest, it's fascinating how you can uh, change from uh, chainmail to silks or taffetas or what. I really find fascinating. You must enjoy it as well, I guess, as well, because you you sound I like do. you definitely enjoy it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you variety, I guess, as well, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> and also, you always have um, well working in this business uh, for long time at the end the assistants or the costume designers most of them are friends uh, so their relationship is quite 
easy, even by WhatsApp, sending pictures. Now I'm, I'm involved in, in several productions and just waiting to the computer, sending mails, preparing this. No, by WhatsApp. It's much more easier. Mm. You know, um, what do you think about this? Do you think this is the right pattern? How do you think? Of, what do you think about this leather? So it's quite easy. Uh, some steps now yeah. with the, well, I won't say friendship, but almost. And it's very direct. Direct. Yeah. And it's easier for all of us. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. And then you mentioned sort of, you, you did sort of mention that you have, there's a team of people that work at the moment with you in Paris that mm -hmm. are involved. What does that involve? Who who do you have? Do you have people that are specializing in one department and then you use them as that kind of information for that specialism? Yeah, how does it work? Yes, uh, well, um, in Paris, my sister, Elena, and I, we are working and doing exactly the same. And we sometimes, we have the same projects but she's doing her 20s pro projects and I'm doing another 20 projects. And then we have some people working for us in the, in the warehouse in uh, selecting the costumes or selecting pictures or, um, or I giving them the, the no some notes. No, I don't like this in this way because they are looking for this, they are looking for this. The same with the G-Wiggles. And with the workshops, the relationship is much more close because... Elena and I like to spend a lot of time in the workshops uh, with the tailor and with the leather makers to, to be sure that everything is going for the actors or for the groups and that everything is going absolutely perfect. Even we check when a van is loading, we don't want to miss anything from all the, all the process just in case <laughs> yeah no of course and um I actually like just in terms of um I know you mentioned obviously you make some stock and you have some stock but how does a costume house have um stock to begin with where do they get that from well normally costume houses are quite old and began their works hundreds well 100 years ago or 50 years ago when I start with a very little collection maybe and then I start growing and growing from this purchase, I'm interested in this purchase. Why don't we offer this to get this? So now in Paris, what we are um, trying to do is get get the opportunity to offer to make new things, new garments for all productions on hire to improve our stock. Uh, as I told you before, I think this is the best thing and improve the stock with different custom designers. Because if you are doing all, let's say, all Regency in the same style, it won't, probably won't work for another production. Mm. So I guess the mix, that's what I think, I, the mix of everything will be the better. Mm. So that's one of the first things we are doing. And the other thing is try to put say, some productions when they finish, if we get, I mean, the, situ the, the financial situation is not the best, all over the world but we are trying to put in some interesting things to improve the stock also so at the very beginning a custom house start from this little and then step by step becomes yeah. huge like now Paris is for example now I wanted to ask about how did you get into what you do uh, well I studied um, arts in the university and when I finished uh, there, I didn't know what to do. Do I, I really want to continue with this or not? So I I went there to Cornejo, which is my, it was my family business. It was my great grandfather who founded the company. And I started there. And I think since the first time I started, I loved the work. I love the, 
the I love the smell of the costumes. <laughs> I love the smell of the fabrics of the leather, and I love the relationship between the systems, the costume designers, all this world. You know, all this world is not necessarily all cinema. It's also theater. It's also opera. It's all different parts, and and you you learn every day. You're learning every single day. So why you start there? I was well, not a teenager. I, I, was, I finished the university. I think I was 22 or 23. We've been working there. We, I mean, we with my sister Elena for almost 20 years. We have a very difficult times, family issues, very, very difficult times. And after a lot of problems, uh, my mother and my uncle decide to split the company. And my uncle purchased my mother's uh, part. But now we, we don't have any relation with them. It's quite sad uh, about the family, but it's, this happens always. So after this, um, we decide to stop for a while, uh, for a few months. And the owner of Paris calls us and says, I would like you to, to join my, my team uh, because I think Paris can grow much more or can be better if you join us. And you helped me to do what you did there in Cornejo. Mm. It was kind of, um, well, it, it wasn't easy to take a decision because we, at some point, we feel that the football player going from, from Manchester to um, <laughs> Manchester United, to, <laughs> you know, at, at, at some point it was quite difficult. But we said, why not? Because we really love this job. We, we accept the offer. And we are working here for two years and a half. So we are in another custom house, very different from the other one. We are trying to do the things uh, in the best way, advise our boss, the owner of the company, to, to go in the right direction to get Paris to be one of the best companies, custom houses in the world, which is I know it's not easy at all because you you are, you are always growing. I mean, you cannot stop. I'm the best. No, you you always can grow much more. So not growing quantity. I mean, in quality also. Um, so we are we are in the team and we are quite happy because I think we are helping Paris to to improve. So that's and the in in two minutes. That's why the history of my life in of my, of the 20 or 25 years. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about the technical aspect of actually uh, working at a costume house in terms of um, loaning out and then when you don't get the costumes back, because I know this is a, having worked on productions, I know that there's a, always this, and there's a, uh, at the end of a production, there's, it's called wrap. And that's when you usually, if you've hired anything, you send it back to the costume houses that you've hired it from. Now, from your perspective, after you've loaned out the costumes, when it comes to returning, the when the production has ended, these things get returned to you or sometimes may not get returned to you. What happens in the scenarios where sometimes, for whatever reason, things don't get returned to you or they come back a bit damaged? What's your procedure for that? To be honest, in foreign productions, I mean, in not Spanish productions, I won't say 100% of them, but 95 of the foreign productions are perfect. I mean, you cannot imagine how perfect they are. So most of the times, I mean, there is also this 5%, which is not as good as expected. 
but sometimes it's always uh most of the time it's always clean and very very organized and there are no damages no loss losses or whatever but if in any case there are and we are i mean we are losing don't know five pairs of boots or tempers or, or or ten capes or whatever if during the production in a, in the set uh in your workshop you've done uh, several pieces we ask for some pieces in replacement so we can send the deposit back and that's all thank you see you next project yeah <laughs> everything is perfect if not uh sometimes uh, well we have a, a deposit a guaranteed a guaranteed deposit to cover these loses or damages in costumes so sometimes in very very few times we we have to use this there are values of of the costumes or the accessories or whatever but it's not the same if you lose one shirt that probably we don't i mean okay thank you it happens nothing mm. but if you are missing five whatever so normally we charge for this and we discount this to the guarantee deposit but to be honest the 95 percent of the productions are perfect that's good to hear. <laughs> um, just in regards to productions, now I mentioned obviously I, I'm at, where I'm in the UK, and I I know um, our production production I'm working on at the moment has hired from you guys, but it's not just the UK that you um, work with, is it? Obviously, you've got Spain. No, what, what all over the no, world? No, of course, Spain. Uh, UK is a very big market now. Your question was, are you in a lot of countries? Yes. Now I have we have customers in Mexico, in Argentina in Canada, in New York, well, in, in the States, New Zealand, Taiwan, Morocco. I think I'm, I have the, the, the map, <laughs> but I think I'm missing, I'm missing some of them. But we are in a lot of countries. Our customs, wow. our, our Paris boxes are now in a lot of countries. Wow, yes. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Because I think it's easy um, for me to think because of, of, I mean, for me to think, but because I'm in the UK, in London, I, that to me is just, this is where, it, this is this is the only place, that, obviously it's not, this is the only place it's happening. But obviously it's an international, it's an international industry, isn't it? Um, yes, because at the end there are not a lot of custom houses. I mean, there are a few in Europe and the custom designers always want the best for every single one so they have to they have to get the best for of anyone and take 100 customs from here 200 from here 150 for here to get the best stock mm. for the production so um in in your experience what has been um from when you started your career in, a, in at Quinico to now being at Paris what has the kind of costume that has constantly been hired well chainmail is always very very popular but what we notice is that when a medieval production is running starting next week you will have five more <laughs> and next week you're having another five so if you have this year regency in two weeks you are having three regency more so it, i call it's like a fashion yeah, it's like a fashion thing. Uh, when you're looking for chainmail, yes, when when you're looking for chainmail, uh, there are no you cannot find anywhere because all chainmail over the world is high in this, 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 and this. <laughs> and if you're looking, if there is a 70s production, all of them, I don't know why, it's like mushrooms. Uh, <laughs> and there, there is another 70s production. This is my the well, the personal feeling that after 20 or 25 years, this is what I notice. 
almost productions are being made on trend in a weird way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and actually, in terms of uh, for you at Paris, um, what do you stock the most of? I think Paris, if it's not the best, I will think it's one of the best uh, costume houses in 20th century. It's amazing from 30s, 40s, 50s, is amazing 60s and 70s. I will say 20th century is one of the best periods uh, here in Paris. And now we are doing a lot, a lot, a lot of efforts to improve also medieval. But medieval covers a lot of centuries mm. and can be from, I mean, medieval things cover also barbarian things and kind of Vikings things. So we are doing a lot of efforts also to cover all this period. But I think the best is from 1910 to, well, all the 20th century. Yeah, and when we speak about, I guess also in relation to this costume, are you, um, because of the nature of the fact that you're in Spain as well, is it a lot of more Western, um, Western European clothing or do you also um, stock costumes from other parts of the world as well? We also have costumes from other parts of the world. And uh, when you say the word Western is very, uh, it, it's typical that all the shootings, all the Western shootings are here in Spain. So we also have a lot of these things, but we also have a lot of Oriental ethnic things uh, from different countries for um, Asia or uh, even South Africa. So there is a lot. And we had also some requests for from costume designers asking for 50s, but American 50s, not European 50s. Uh -huh. So there is a, it wasn't the same fashion. Uh, so yes, we have, but it's not a split. In, in a warehouse, it's not a split. The 50s are, all the 50s are in the same place, in the same racks. Uh, but of course we know, and I know that some of the pieces were more used in, in America and some of them were used more in, in Europe, like when you are working in the um, 16th century, you know the fashion of, of um, Holland or Spain was different from the uh, from the France or UK. So that was quite. Yeah, no, that was going to be one of my questions. It must be quite hard to sit and differentiate. Not hard, but to differentiate between each country in the same period because that's a lot of because there must be crossover well, not, as well. To be honest, I'm not specialize in um, some countries uh, and I have my my special periods the, the periods I like most but I there are a few people in the costume house in this costume house in Paris which who are amazing in this there is a, especially a, a, a woman who can recognize well this will be more like German style this will be more like um, American style this is a Lilian from the 50s or some people recognize this because these these people are still um, reading at home or learning. That's the sort of talent, isn't it, to spot those yes. things, the differences. Um, what are your favorite um, periods to be working on then? Mm, I thought you <laughs> you were about to ask me this. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I really love the leather workshops. Leather, uh, oh. leather, I think is. Well, in, in Spain, the, there is a tradition. tradition. Yeah, there is a tradition on this. And I really like all kind of leather armors, uh, all kind of buckles, all kind of uh, everything. This is very, very interesting for me. And I'm getting 
I'm trying to learn much more about the tailoring, uh, but the, the tailoring, handmade tailoring. Uh, I mean, the real, real one. We have a very amazing tailor who came from Cornejo to oh. Paris with me. <laughs> <laughs> we are lucky to have him, Javier, uh, and he all, all days uh, give me a masterclass about this. But I think one of the best periods will be um, the 18th century, I think. I really like the 18th century. I don't know if it's my favorite, but I like, in one side I will say leather things, tailoring things, and uh, 18th century. It, uh, if you said, well, hmm, there are some others, because when you are working in, in one project and the, the, the work of the costume designer or the assistants is, is very interesting. You are getting involved and you are, in, in, uh, you are learning with them. And you say, at the end of the day, you go home and say, Amazon, I will buy this book now <laughs> to read all these and look at this. This stitching was like this and these shirts were like this because of that or these petticoats were like this or the corset. So maybe I will have to say that my favorite is the one I'm working in. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the one you become very invested in at the time. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's a very polite answer, but <laughs> I will say <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, is it sometimes um, difficult dealing with costume designers and assistant, desi costu assistant costume designers when they may have a certain idea of something? How is that relationship? Of course, sometimes it's difficult. Mm. Sometimes it's difficult, not only, well, in, in the stock is quite easy because if, if we have them, uh, they only have to give us the ideas, the, well, an army of these or 50 elegant ladies like this for Paris streets or whatever. But when you are uh, talking about new makes and someone can't explain you how one the work because yeah, sometimes it's not easy, but uh, my job is try to get it as easy as possible uh, because it has to be done on time. I mean, when we get a job, the first thing is quotations, uh, quotations, approvals, fabrics, uh, fittings in case the actors comes and delivery or, or shipment. And all this has to be done on time. And when um, there are some misunderstanding on some concepts, we are losing time. And at the end, this is my fault. I mean, it's not their fault because they say, well, I, I, I said this and you understand this. So, or this, uh, I want this color and this was of white and of white is not ivory. Uh, you know, there yeah. are a lot of misunderstandings and you have to take care from the first, from the first minute until the the van is leaving <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yes the answer is yes there are some misunderstandings but uh, i understand that they work which has to be very very stressful uh i i work in the office for eight or nine hours but they are working 24 hours uh 24 7 yeah. days a week and they are very stressed so i have to understand Hmm. No, so no. at the end, we, we always have to do our best to yeah. solve everything. No, that makes sense. And what do you find are the challenges um, of your job? 
in my personal uh, growing personally uh, I want to learn more from different periods and I want to learn from the best custom designers from the best assistants in a company global thing I want Paris to be in the first top five top I will five. say <laughs> <laughs> but um, personally I think um, I'm, I'm, I want to continue learning continue learning um and now I'm just going to talk about the, the things that everyone else in the world is talking about now, which is Brexit and COVID. <laughs> um, but firstly, COVID. I, and, no, I mean, no, you, are for, you forgot one thing. Go on, what did I forget? We are, we, all of us are talking about Duke of Hastings. Oh, yes, that's true, Bridget. <laughs> um, so firstly, the impact of, I guess, what have been the challenges of COVID and then sort of shipping things. And yeah, how has it been for you with COVID as a company? Well, um, last year, uh, the, the second half of the year was really difficult because not, of, not all productions restart uh, when we uh, were open, when we finished the lockdown. Um, but we try to do, give custom designers as much facilities as possible. Because we are lucky because Paris has not only Madrid, Paris has also a very a huge warehouse in Prague and another one in Budapest. So now in these COVID times, we are lucky because we can send trucks with costumes to Prague, for example, or to Budapest. And if the production is running there, the costume designer may be based there and they can go there to, to check the costumes. Now I'm doing this in, to, in Prague, in two productions, I won't say the names, and also in Budapest. Uh, but we are about to have the same in, in London quite soon to send the costumes there so the costume designers can do their own selection there. Uh, I can send 1,000 costumes and they do a selection of 300 or whatever. Uh, so this is how we are trying to work now. But so they avoid uh, the trip to Madrid in the case their countries are closed or, well, Spain is not closed, but um, most of the productions doesn't allow the costume designers to travel mm. uh, and the ones who can do quite uh, I mean frightened about yeah. this so but we are lucky because we are having lots of visits at okay. the end we are having lots of visits now no. um, so um, we improve in the last months we improve a lot uh, the photography system if we had a request of uh, Victorian costumes. I I try to prepare in in a short time hundreds of pictures of Victorian things, dresses, suits, compliments. To send a link, uh, well, decide with this if you want, uh, and let me know your thoughts. If this is the style, if this is not the style. But the first uh, the first I ask for is for the mood board because I really don't know if they are going to be Victorian, uh, very uh, accurate or not. Uh, so we send the link with hundreds of pictures and yes, this is the style and this is the color, this is the palette. Uh, can you send me more? Because if I, if I think you have enough, I will need 50 of these, 50 of these and 50 of, of these. So we are, it's much more work for us, for me. Mm. And there are um, lots of FaceTime and Zoom meetings showing things, even in the warehouse, going with the telephone or with the iPad showing costume by costume one by one 
I, I'm doing this in one, two, three, four productions now. Oh, well, it's quite time-consuming. Uh, yes, and mm. it's very, well, English is not my first language, and, and at the end it's quite difficult for me because I have to, I'm thinking in Spanish sometimes, thinking in English, and I have to uh, change the period uh, from one minute to another because I have a, a meeting, Zoom meeting uh, from whatever, uh, leather things, uh, new makes, and in an, an hour I have a 1750. So I'm running from one place and going to another is quite stressful. But this is at the end. This is we have to do this because the, because the COVID. If not, the costume designer were here or or the assistants um, choosing by their own the buckles, the leathers, everything, and about the other things, choosing how they want the stomach or choosing all the trims to cover. But we have to do this now. Maybe next year everything, or well, next year in a few months, fingers crossed, all this happen. Oh. Yes, <laughs> but but now we have to sort this out like this. But I mean, well, at the end we are lucky because a lot of things can still be done, mm. and and we are lucky because this industry, uh, cinema, and and all these platforms like Netflix, HBO, and these are doing a lot no it's great that you've still been i mean that businesses still have been able to function because i'm sure there's loads out there that haven't which is such a shame but yeah hopefully end of the year like you say fingers crossed yes hopefully <laughs> i i really don't know because i think it will depend on each country but um maybe by the end of the year all europe will be okay who knows hopefully hopefully now the big other question is uh brexit because it's been a sure a lot of conversation but with i mean the technicalities obviously i don't know but has it impacted you in it um we've been thinking peris the owner javier toledo uh have been thinking about the uh, london warehouse for a few years and i think this is becoming reality we can invoice from there so that's easy for all the uk co um, companies all the uk productions and by now, the only problem we are having is that transport, instead being for one day to another or one day or two days, uh, takes more time because of the custom office, because of the, yeah. Uh, this is the only problem we are having. And this is the only problem the uh, custom coordinators are asking me. But how many boxes, because I have to calculate the, um, the, 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 the taxes on this, uh, but at the end, um, if you are interested in costumes that are in Spain, in Japan, or in New Zealand, or whatever, you will do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you have to because you cannot be you cannot be close um, and and only use your own costumes. I mean, you have to use some others because you cannot find in in the costume houses in UK all what you are looking for. So the only thing is you have to be more prepared for this. I mean, maybe if you have a show and tell with the director next week, instead of asking for costumes from one day to another for whatever, you have to do it with three or four days time. Okay. By now, so I think by now I think this is the only problem I'm having. Okay. I don't know because I mean there are two two months only two months by now, but. Okay, that's interesting. Um, so that brings me on to my final question, which is what are your three to watch? I know you may have more than three, that's fine. Three to watch recommendations. I do have much more than three, <laughs> but, uh, 
Well, I'm a super, super fan of Game of Thrones. Super fun. This, this one I will watch every month. <laughs> wow. I will do it. I will do it every month. I won't, but I will do it. <laughs> I'm also super fan of Miss Maisel. <gasps> yes. Super fan of Miss Maisel, uh, which is another period completely different. <laughs> And uh, recently, well, this was last year, I think there are only two seasons. It's, it's 70s, I remember, um, Mindhunter. It's amazing. I really like the plot. Mindhunter, I think here in Spain is in Netflix. I'm a super fan of this. And if we are talking about um, all some period ones, I had fun with The Great. Mm. I really like it. And of course, this two months, all, all, all the world is talking about Bridgerton. I really enjoy. I really had fun with this. It's a fun watch. It it's a fun. fun. Yeah, it's something easy to see. Mm. Um, handsomes, pretty girls, elegant. Uh, I mean, it's, it's happiness. It's the kind of happiness we lose during all this lockdown and during this COVID. We were all sad and, and seeing all these colorful dresses and all the landscapes and and love and I mean everything is all what we need to to forget the sadness we were involved you yeah. know maybe it's not the best plot ever we maybe but it was what we need mm. I, yeah. I mean for me and for my friends for example and <laughs> and we are we are we talk about this and we say we we agree with this maybe it's not the best all over the world but <laughs> Uh, I think it was exactly what we need at this point. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it came out of the right, the right time, the exact right time. The like right time. Say. Maybe, maybe three years ago or three or three years later, maybe it won't be such a big success. But mm. now I think it was perfect yes. for all of us. Thank you, Maria, for your recommendations, and thank you for coming on the podcast. It's been really, really nice speaking to you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. No, it was a pleasure. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Maria. Tune into the next episode where I'll be speaking to costume designer Kim Parrott. And if you get a moment, could you please like, follow or subscribe on your podcast platform and follow the Crew Chats podcast on Instagram. Thank you.